Can everyone hear me? Welcome to our 2022 Memorial Day commemoration. We will open our ceremony by raising the American flag, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance, the raising of the military flags, the invocation, and playing of the national anthem by the Franklin High School Band. Veterans may render the hand salute during the national anthem. Please stand if you are able. Color guard, raise the colors. to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Order, Holmes! Boy Scouts, raise the military flags. Rabbi at Temple at Sayyid. We continue now with the invocation. God, you who have given us an imperfect world and commanded us to be your partners in perfecting it, you, you know how far we are from success. Today, in other parts of the globe, soldiers are fighting to defend their homes from aggression. So on this Memorial Day, may you remind us that our soldiers and sailors, our Marines and Air Force and Coast Guard have fought to defend our homes from aggression. As we come together here to remember the lives they have given so that we may be free, so may we rededicate ourselves to the freedom and security for which they fought. May we be worthy partners with you in creating a world where such sacrifices will only be a memory, a world in which each shall sit under their vine and under their fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. Until that world comes into being, let us remember and be inspired by those whose lives are in our hearts today. And together we say, Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Albert. Um, if you are standing, you may be seated. Senator Rausch, Representative Roy, Mr. Helen, and members of the Town Council, Chief McLaughlin, Commander Milo, Commander Vidarian, veterans, and members of the Franklin community, 
Thank you for joining us here today to pay tribute to our departed heroes. To honor their legacy, I am pleased to introduce our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie is in his seventh year working for the town of Franklin, and as of this weekend, will be beginning his fourth year as Franklin Town Administrator. Prior to working in Franklin, he spent the previous four years as the operations assistant to the town manager in the town of Hopkinton. Prior to that, he served for well over a decade in the state government, including working for three state senators in the 2000s in the state legislature. He also worked within the Salucci Swift administration for the Secretary of Environmental Affairs, Bob Durand, where he was instrumental in passing and implementing the Community Preservation Act. Born and raised in the region, he comes from a deep and decorated military family that instilled in him a strong work ethic, compassion, and commitment to the basic freedoms and liberties of our country as well as an unwavering support and respect for those who have served our country. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for that warm introduction, Shannon. Uh, my name is Jamie Helen, as Shannon just mentioned, and I'm lucky to be uh, your town administrator here in Franklin. It's an honor to be here with you this afternoon, to be here in person, to celebrate and honor those and their loved ones who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country, our freedom, and for the principles and values we all hold near dear to our hearts. I want to welcome everybody to the Franklin Town Common, home of many veterans memorials, including the incredible Veterans Memorial Parkway right here, which specifically honors those who have fallen in the line of duty that were from the town of Franklin. I want to thank the members of the Franklin Town Council who are here today, Bob DeLorco, Melanie Hamlin, Kobe Frangillo, Ted Cormier-Ledger, and Patrick Sheridan for their continued support and their funding of this common. While I have your attention, a few items that I would like to note for everybody to hear. The town of Franklin will now formally be sponsoring the annual Memorial Day festivities Funds have been allocated in the Franklin Town Council budget for this year to pay for the costs associated with the event, such as town insurance, public safety costs, incidentals, and of course, continue to fund the flags at the cemeteries. I expect completion of the Doughboy statue restoration later this year, and the town has also added a line item and funds in the DPW budget to have a restoration vendor do annual maintenance and cleanups of the monuments on this common so we can do what Ernest Carruthers talked about at the, at the Memorial Day breakfast last Friday and have a sparkling visual of the town's commitment of recognizing the heroism of our veterans every single day. When I get up here to speak, it's uh, part of the program. I've got to give a couple additional shout outs to some important folks. I want to thank the incredible work of the Franklin DPW, who continues to improve the beauty of the town common every year. A special shout out to Army veteran Brutus Canareggi and Carlos Ravello and Tony for their team effort to get a job well done year round. And a special thank you to Brutus for his commitment and his idea to see these memorials restored and get cleaned every single year. I want to thank the Franklin, yeah, thank you, absolutely. I want to thank the Franklin Garden Club, Downtown Partnership, Franklin Recreation, the Franklin School Department, all of the athletic teams and kids that have come up to this common in downtown and spent their own volunteer hours to make this one of the most beautiful places in the entire community. So thank you to all of them as well.
And on behalf of the entire town staff and, and community at large, a big thank you to the Franklin Veterans Council, the Veterans Department, Shannon and Deborah for bringing the Memorial Day Parade and festivities back in a huge way. What an incredible turnout today. I've been walking around myself and seeing the huge crowds up and lined up and down the streets. And it looks like people want to get back out in person. So it's wonderful. And thank you to all the staff and council for their hard work. Finally, I want to uh, want all of you to know as your town officials, whether you're the loved one of a veteran or someone who died in the line of duty, or whether you're a currently active member, we want you to know that myself, the town council, and all your town officials are here for you. If you ever need anything, please, please, please do let us know. And without further ado, uh, it's my opportunity to introduce our next guest speaker, uh, a man who needs no introduction, uh, but I'd like to formally introduce State Representative Jeff Roy. Jeff? Well, thank you very much, uh, Jamie. And Chairman Mercer and members of the Franklin Town Council, Veterans Agent Shannon Nesbitt, and distinguished veterans, members of veteran service organization, and guests. I'm honored to be with you here this afternoon. When three U.S. Marine divisions invaded the tiny but crucial Pacific island of Iwo Jima on February 19, 1945, they expected a quick fight. Instead, it lasted more than five weeks, and by the time the battle ended, on March 26, 1945, the 36-day assault resulted in more than 26,000 American casualties, including 6,800 dead. The battle, the battle is a pinnacle amongst all Marine Corps battles for the sheer amount of American blood split on that sulfur island, spilt on that sulfur island in the vast Pacific Ocean. It was a name that none of those who fought on the island had ever heard of before, but a name that none of the survivors would never forget, Iwo Jima. Rabbi Roland Gittleson delivered a sermon at Iwo Jima in 1945 that captures the essence of Memorial Day. It was a call and a commitment to brotherhood an exhortation to embrace the equality of Americans, not just in the graves of Iwo Jima, but back home in America. In his words, he distilled the meaning of war, the nation's purpose, and the remaining task for the living. Let me share some of those words with you now. He said, this is perhaps the grimmest and surely the holiest task we have faced since D-Day. Here before us lie the bodies of comrades and friends, men who until yesterday or last week laughed with us, joked with us, and trained with us. Men who are on the same ships with us and went over the sides with us as we prepared to hit the beaches of this island. Men who fought with us and feared with us. Somewhere in this plot of ground there may lie the individual who could have discovered the cure for cancer. Under one of these Christian crosses or beneath the Jewish star of David, there may rest now an individual who is destined to be a great prophet to find the way, perhaps for all to live in plenty with property and hardship for none. Now they lie here silently in this sacred soil and we gather to consecrate this earth in their memory. All that we can even hope to do is follow their example, to show the same selfless courage and peace that they did in war, to swore that by the grace of God and the stubborn strength and power of human will, their sons and ours shall never suffer these pains again. These men have done their job well. They have paid the ghastly price of freedom. If that freedom be once again lost, as it was lost after the last war, the unforgivable blame will be ours, not theirs. So it be the living who are here to be dedicated and consecrated. 
We dedicate ourselves first to live together in peace the way they fought and are buried in war. Here lie men who loved America because their ancestors, generations ago, helped in their founding, and other men who loved her with equal passion because they themselves or their own fathers escaped from oppression to her blessed shores. Anyone among us the living who fails to understand that will thereby betray those who lie here. Whoever lifts his hand in hate against another or thinks himself superior to those who happen to be the minority makes of this ceremony and of the bloody sacrifice it commemorates an empty, hollow mockery. This do we memorialize those who, having ceased living with us, now live within us. Thus do we consecrate ourselves, the living, to carry on the struggle they began. Too much blood has gone into this soil for us to let it lie barren. Too much pain and heartache have fertilized the earth on which we stand. We here solemnly swear this shall not be in vain. Out of this, and from the suffering and sorrow of those who mourn this, will come, we promise, the birth of a new freedom for all humanity everywhere. And let us say, Amen. May God bless them. May God bless all those who served. And may God bless this community. May God bless you for being here today. And may God bless the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the United States of America. Thank you very much. And it's now my great uh, privilege to invite Senator Becca Rausch, a partner in the State House and a partner in our efforts to make the Commonwealth what it is. I give you Senator Becca Rausch. Good afternoon. It is an honor to be here with all of you today and a true privilege to serve as your state senator. Thank you to everyone who contributed to organizing all of today's this weekend's events for bringing us together to remember the fallen. As we gather to mourn our fallen soldiers, sailors, airmen, National Guardsmen, and officers, we are reminded of the legacy of war, the deep wounds it etches on our families and communities, and the unconscionable grief that this loss brings to the families of those whose lives were lost, to our service people returning from service, and to each and every one of us. Memorial Day always makes me think about my grandfather, Walter, who survived a Nazi concentration camp eventually made it to the United States and enlisted soon after getting here to head back to his hometown in Germany to fight in World War II against Hitler and the Third Reich. To me, Memorial Day is a solemn reminder of my grandfather's silent suffering in so many ways as a survivor and as a fighter. War and genocide truly leave no one unscathed. Each year on this solemn occasion, I return to the same question. How do we truly honor the people who gave their lives in service of freedom? We hold their names and their faces in our heads and our hearts. We remember their strength and their tenacity. We remember the gift of their presence, their love, and their vital roles in our families and our community. We recommit to working for peace in our community, in our commonwealth, and beyond, to keep our people alive, to join us at our kitchen tables, our weddings and baby showers, our children's birthdays and graduations, and their weddings and baby showers in turn. And importantly, we uplift their fellow service people, those currently on active duty and those who have returned home with the heavy burdens of battle 
forever weighing on their shoulders. On this matter, please know that we in the Senate have been delivering. This session alone, we authorized $400 million in bond funding and enacted long-term care reform for veterans at our homes in Holyoke and Chelsea. We passed the SPEED Act to help military families relocating to Massachusetts get adjusted and settled more easily, particularly with employment and educational opportunities. We've committed more than $100 million to a wide spectrum of additional veterans services. And just a few days ago, I voted with my colleagues to ensure that service members who received an other than honorable discharge under the now repealed don't ask, don't tell policy receive both state and federal veterans benefits. My friends, this has been a heavy week for all of us. 19 children and two teachers in Texas whose lives were ripped away. Coming out of this awful tragedy and honoring the solemnity of this day, let us all double down on our efforts to end violence and foster unity. To all the veterans here, thank you for your dedicated service. To the families of the fallen, on behalf of a grateful commonwealth, Thank you for your and their sacrifice. I am sorry for your loss, and I hope all of this weekend's activities, including but certainly not limited to this ceremony, serve as a reminder that the sacrifice was not in vain. And to everyone here, thank you for gathering to pay respects and honor the memories of the fallen. I wish you all a meaningful and peaceful Memorial Day. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Senator Rausch. I am so excited to introduce our next speaker, our parade grand marshal and World War II veteran, Robert Catalano. Franklin is so privileged and honored to have Bob here with us today. He was born in City Mills, Massachusetts on October 29, 1922. Later this year, we will celebrate his 100th birthday. Bob is a Franklinite. <laughs> Bob is a Franklinite through and through. With the exception of his military service, Bob has spent the better part of a century here in our town. As a matter of fact, Bob's Navy enlistment address was 14 King Street, Franklin. Today, he resides at 12 King Street, Franklin. He says he just moved downstairs. <laughs> Upon graduating from Franklin High School, Bob attended Wentworth Institute in Boston. And upon graduation from Wentworth, Bob went to work at the Four River Shipyard in Quincy as part of duty to support the war effort. It was here that Bob worked as a welder. World War II was being waged on both the European and Pacific fronts. So like all young American men, on March 24, 1944, Bob followed his two brothers, John and Anthony, and signed up to serve his country, joining the United States Navy. After basic training, Bob was assigned to the Navy's Advanced Welding School at San Francisco. He became qualified as an underwater welder, a skill few ever achieve. Next stop for Bob was the Naval Training and Distribution Center in Camp Shoemaker, California, which was a very large base designed to train and deploy sailors for action in the Pacific. It was also a training facility for the Seabees, the Naval Construction Battalion. Then it was anchors away for Seaman Catalano as he sailed to the Philippines. He was stationed on Manus Island with Repair Unit 3205. This repair unit's assignment was to repair ships and submarines damaged during service and get them back into action as quickly as possible. Because of the skills that Bob had, there was a continual need by the Seabees for those skills. So while he was never actually a Seabee, 
He was on a sort of lend-lease program with them from the regular Navy. Bob was then assigned to Naval Repair Base 3864 on Manakani Island, Philippines, on which a large base had been built to keep ships in action for the inevitable assault on Japan, which thankfully never occurred. On August 15, 1945, Japan surrendered. Bob continued to serve until receiving his honorable discharge from the Navy as a seaman first class in Boston on the 19th of January, 1946. During his Navy service time, Bob was awarded the following. World War II Victory Medal, the American Theater Medal, the Asiatic Pacific Medal, the Philippine Liberation Medal. Following his military service, Bob decided to utilize his GI Bill benefits and attended Boston College, graduating with a degree in business administration. After college, Bob was brought into a new training program for college graduates at the General Motors Company in Framingham. He loved the company and his job, and after 38 years with GM, he retired as one of the longest tenured salaried employees in the company at that time. Bob says his secret to longevity consists of three things. Keeping busy, mentally and physically, trying to eat right, lots of fruits and vegetables, and having a very strong faith. Bob still resides in Franklin, is a member of the Franklin VFW Post 3402 and Franklin American Legion Post 75. He leads an active life, participating in many veterans events. Since boyhood, Bob has served in many volunteer capacities at St. Mary's Parish. He was a church usher for many years and served as the head usher for 40 years until he retired at age 97. This amazing patriot. He is so very deserving of the recognition our town provides to him today. And without further ado, I will welcome Bob. Right up to the podium. Thank you very kindly, Shannon, for those very kind words of introduction. It's such an honor to come before my own town folk, standing on this common that means so much to me and I'm sure to you as well, sharing some of our thoughts, some of our memories on this very special Memorial Day. Memorial Day, a day of memories, a day to recall, a day to remember. And what do we remember? We remember those beautiful men that gave their lives. Fourteen young men from Franklin never returned from World War I. I had the great honor and privilege of meeting some of those people who, who served in World War I, and they were a great inspiration to me and to their fellow citizens of Franklin. We honor them today as we honor my own special group of World War II. Yes, we lost 23, 23 young men, many of whom I played with as kids, went to school with, graduated from Franklin High School with, kids that never made it home. A beautiful group of young people 
I salute them, I take my hat off to them, I love them, and I miss them. And what else have we got? Oh, as if World War II was not enough, we lost six other people, six valiant men in the war of Vietnam. Good people stood up what they believed in. People that had to confront real serious problems abroad and at home, but they did it and I'm proud of them. Six more losses for a valiant cause and an appreciative country. Then comes the war of Iraq. We lose two more, young man. Two more. Yes, America lost two valiant men. We take our hats off to them, as we do the, the one person whom we lost. Jeremy. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeremy, uh, Korean War. A sole person. Imagine what it was like. Yes. America honors them all. All 46. I love them all and I'm sure you do too. They fought for what we believe in. And they died for what we believe in. And today, thanks to the efforts, the American Legion of the VFW and a group of outstanding volunteers along with our veterans administrator, Shannon. We invite you to take a look at this beautiful war memorial and appreciate the work that God into it and the thought behind it all. It's a beautiful tribute to the men and women who served. <laughs> so in all told, we come up with a total of 46 people who lost their lives from World War I to the Iraq War. 46 from a little town. A little town go back in 19 1940, we only had 7,300 people here as a, a total population. But do you know how many people served in World War II? 1,080. And those names are listed here in the town common for all of us to review and to appreciate. 1,080. That's a pretty good batting average in anybody's league. But that's the way things were in World War II. That brings me back to some, some of the differences that we may observe today when people, people respected people as people. During the war, there was a special group that I think never got the, never got the praise or the appreciation publicly about us that they deserved. And who am I speaking about? I'm speaking about the people who remained at home, the mothers and fathers, the brothers and sisters, the cousins, the relations, the friends. Everybody chipped in. 
No one complained about the shortages. And there were plenty of shortages that went around. Yes? It was a special time. And as a matter of fact, as I stand here today, talking about a, a period right after World War II, when there was a hiatus that took place regarding a memorial for those who served. And why was there a hiatus? People did not think, that when I say people, I mean veterans of World War II, did not think it was necessary to have a memorial. The general attitude was, well, we're home. Isn't that enough? And for 38 years, that mentality held fast. 38 years before a younger group came about and said, we're going to have a memorial, and we have a memorial. A memorial that pays tribute to 1,080 people, citizens of Franklin, who served, men and women, Yes, it was a memorable time, a time where people respected one another, helped one another, loved one another. And I'm not exaggerating one bit. I'm telling you the gospel truth as I remember. Yes. There's so much to remember World War II. And I think, I, I think one group I want to pay special attention to, and that's the people of the home front. What they did was so, was so wonderful. You know, we, we didn't have iPhones in those days. When you were overseas, the only means of communication with your loved one was a letter, a handwritten letter that was sentient. Oh yeah, we got a letter from home, you see, a big censure stamp, marked down. And they would say the same thing, making sure no military secrets were revealed in any way, shape, or manner. But people clung together. They helped one another. They loved one another. Just as I love you. And I'm telling you right now, America is still the greatest nation in on the face of this earth, and say, God bless America. I'd love to hear everybody in this audience say, I love America. Can we do it? Yeah. Come on. I love, I love America. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Seaman Catalano, for all you have done in service of our country and community. And now I would like to invite the Franklin High School Band to play our national anthem.
only are we blessed today to have Mr. Catalano with us, we are also so fortunate to be able to have our ceremony here at our beautiful plaza on the Franklintown Common. Upon entering the plaza, front and center is the World War I monument, also known as the Doughboy. The soldiers' bowed head and somber expression immediately create an atmosphere of reflection. If you spend a little more time looking around, you also see the monuments for our nation's conflicts, most inscribed with the names of those who served. On our Veterans Memorial Walkway, you can read the names of heroes of all eras. The 45 granite pedestals you see lining the walkway pay tribute to our Franklin fallen heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. We honor these heroes not just today, but every time we visit the walkway, look at their names, and contemplate the sacrifices they made for us. May our gratitude be enduring and unwavering. I will now read the governor's proclamation. Whereas, while the nation was still recovering from the horrors of the Civil War, people in cities and towns across the country gathered it to honor those Union and Confederate soldiers who had given their lives celebrating the first Decoration Day. And whereas, after World War I, the nation came together again to honor those who had fallen in service of their country, renamed Memorial Day, the last Monday in May is when people remember and honor the memory of all the men and women who fought and died in all American wars and conflicts. And whereas throughout our country's history, thousands of Massachusetts citizens have fought in wars and conflicts to defend our safety and way of life. And whereas their legacy of patriotism and dedication to country is an inspiration to all Americans. And whereas it is appropriate that all Massachusetts citizens remember the bravery of those who gave their lives so that their sacrifices serve as a reminder of the cost of our freedom. Now, therefore, I, Charles D. Baker, Governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, do hereby proclaim May 30th, 2022 to be Memorial Day and urge all the citizens of the Commonwealth to take cognizance of this event and participate fillingly in its observance. So as you can see, uh, we already had um, one of our Girl Scouts come place the beautiful wreaths they made at our World War I monument. And I would now like to invite um, the Girl Scouts up to place the next wreath on the World War II monument. And they are joined by VFW Commander Larry Bedarian. And now the Girl Scouts are placing the wreath on the Korean War Monument. Next, they will be placing a wreath on the Vietnam War Monument. And finally, they will be placing a wreath on the Operation Iraqi and Enduring Freedom Monument.
Thank you all. Now I'd like to have Larry stay up here and invite Commander John Milo and Vice Commander Herman Anderson to, they're, they're gonna come up and read the honor roll of our departed heroes in this last year. And also they'll be doing what's called the ringing of the watch. This will be followed by a rifle salute and the playing of taps. After that, there will be some closing remarks. I'm going to say, forgive me in advance if I mess up any of the names. Vincent Renaissance Mitchell, Army, World War II. Charles W. Jones, Army, World War II. Salvatore F. Buffon, Army Air Forces, World War II. David Martin Hamblin, Army, World War II. Robert V. Callahan, Army, World War II. Joe Franklin Peterson, Army, Korea. Robert N. Zavi, Navy, Korea. Richard C. May, Army, Korea. George W. Davison, Army, Korea. Paul George Demos, Navy, Korea. Jean Chang, Army, Korea. Peter J. Bonfilio, Marine Corps, Korea. Thomas Santos, Seattle, Army, Korea. Alfred D. Martello, Marine Corps, Korea. David R. McSwain, Jr., Army, Korea. John T. Donahue, Jr., Army, Korea. Donald R. Simone, Army, Korea. Donald Maynard Leachinson, Navy, Korea. George J. Butler, Marine Corps, Korea. Roland C. Adams, Navy, Korea. Joseph Nichols, Masudi, Navy, Korea. Carol Lane Beam, Navy, Korea. Theodore T. Tansy, Air Force, Korea. Robert Raynard Dean, Navy, Vietnam. Peter John Sarmanian, Air Force, Vietnam. Joseph Frank Correa, Navy, Vietnam. Philip Day Lukens, Army, Vietnam. Richard William Rice, Navy, Vietnam. 
Robert A. Redigoza Sr., Air Force, Vietnam. Todd J. Weber, Marine Corps, Vietnam. Paul A. Galosa, Air Force, Vietnam. James Warren Rossetti, Army, Vietnam. Edward C. Kelly, Navy, Vietnam. Bruce Leslie McAlpine, Army, Vietnam. Richard C. Hallett, Marine Corps, Vietnam. George J. McCauley, Marine Corps, Vietnam. Alfonso R. Pulselli, Marine Corps, Vietnam. Robert Bradley Leonard, Air Force, Operation Desert Storm. Joshua Kirchmeyer, Army, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Joseph Edward Lynch, Army, Peacetime. Marshall Poverman, Army, Peacetime. Daniel J. Sullivan, Army, Peacetime. Anthony L. Bazignelli, Navy, Peacetime. Chester William Fisk, Army, Peacetime. Edward B. Roman, Navy, Peacetime. Gilbert J. Burgoyes, Army, Peacetime. Arthur P. Froe, Army, Peacetime. David Joseph Wolf, Navy, Peacetime. Stanley Bernard Singay, Navy, Peacetime. Philip S. Galano, Air Force, Peacetime. John Michael D'Angelo, Army, Peacetime. Donald F. Dellert, Army, Peacetime. And that concludes the names of the people that have passed away just since last Memorial Day. Thank you. Squad, Tan Hut. Present.
Agora, Ramos. Thank you so much to our veterans and their families here today. And to the local and state officials with us, <clears throat> I'd like to thank Vice Commander Herman Anderson for leading the Pledge of Allegiance, Army veteran Kim Leone for raising the American flag, and Rabbi Tom Alpert for leading our invocation. Thank you to Com Commander John Milo and American Post 75 for providing the Honor Guard and Rifle Squad for the duration of today's parade and ceremony, which is no small feat. Also, thank you to Commander Larry Bedarian and VFW Post 3402 for their participation in all of today's events. I wish to thank Reverend Kathy McAdams, Deacon Lynn Pickover, and Father Brian Manning who participated in the presentation of honors at Dean College, Union Street Cemetery, and St. Mary's Cemetery. I'd like to send a huge shout out to our parade committee, uh, Chair Richard Hines, Co-Chair Ernest Carruthers, John Milo, Herman Anderson, John Heffley, Dave Labonte, Jerry Brady, Frank Coughlin, Chaplain Bob Marcunis, Bruce and Eileen Watkins, Tom Sullivan, Chuck Bailey, Joe Collins, and Lester Kwan. And also thank you to our Grand Marshal Bob Catalano and his driver, Robert Gardner. They, made, they did a great job this year. Couldn't, this never would have happened without, without them. And also I'd like to thank Police Lieutenant Eric Zimmerman and the Franklin Police Department for, for providing a detail today so we could have our parade and so we could gather safely. Thank you to Chief McLaughlin and the Franklin Fire Department for sending an honor guard to march in the parade alongside their engines. Thank you to our school bands who made this day very special. <laughs> Including Miss Leanne Rudsett and the Franklin High School Band, Miss Nicole Wright and the HMMS Band, Mr. Mickey Ireland and the Remington Middle School Band, Mr. Sean Donnelly and the Annie Sullivan Middle School Band, and Mr. Christopher Heater and the Benjamin Franklin Classical Charter School Band. Thank you to our buglers who did a beautiful job playing taps, Franklin High School students, Nippon Gold and Nathan Palmer. This day would not be possible with, without the help of our Franklin Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, led by Ronnie Doherty, Janice Houlihan, Pete Hazlett, and Tim O'Toole. They came out, yes, in a round of applause. They came out in impressive numbers on Saturday to replace the cemetery flags, and today they proudly participated in uh, so many aspects of our parade and ceremony. Thank you to the Franklin Elks Club for marching today and your continued steadfast support of all of our veterans' events. Thank you to Franklin citizen Joe Halligan for sponsoring today's parade. We are so grateful to have the support of our Franklin Department of Public Works and facilities teams who worked so hard to make this day run smoothly. And and thank you to Peter from Central Auto Body, who at the last minute um, came through and got us a very um, neat looking military vehicle for our veterans to ride in. Thank you to Chris Flynn and Chris Leverone from Franklin TV for providing sound today and compre comprehensive coverage of all our events. 
Um, look around, the flowers you see were planted by the Franklin Garden Club. And um, thank you for beautifying our common and thank you to Allegra for printing the Grand Marshal's banner. Um, last but not least, I want to thank my co-worker, Deborah Martin, from our Veteran Services Office for her huge role in making this a special day. And now, and on behalf of the whole town, for all you do, Shannon, for our veterans and our community, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. And now I will turn the podium over to Rabbi Albert to offer our benediction. For those who can, please rise. Adonai Tzvaot, Lord of hosts, God who watches over all those who are compelled to fight, let us leave this place having learned what we heard today, that our strength is in unity, that every single person who has fought and died for this country, the 46 from Franklin, all the others, that every one of them is a special life. Every one of them is important to remember and that we best remember them when we come together in a spirit of unity at all times, recognizing that we are indeed members of one family. Help us all to remember these lessons and to bring them into our lives. In that way, we can truly be blessed and start to bless our land with the greatest blessing of all, with shalom, with peace. Let us say, Amen. Thank you. We are concluded. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.